At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is Live Bet Sunday on VSEN, the sports betting network. Welcome in, folks. It is Live Bet Sunday here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Jonathan Von Tobel, Jared Smith alongside for the next four hours, and it is a big day. It is Selection Sunday. We're actually going to be with you during Selection Sunday, so that's going to be awesome. Last hour of the program, we're going to be keeping track of everything when it comes to the NCAA tournament and the brackets being selected. We also have champions that have yet to be determined, so we're waiting for that as well. We're watching the end of this A-10 championship between VCU and Dayton. We're about to see the Big Ten be decided, and... That is where we will begin because you have a rooting interest. I do too, but you, uh, being an alum of one of the schools, has a little bit of a more uh, invested rooting interest, I'll say. Is this Selection Sunday or is it Championship Sunday? What are we calling it? Or is it Oscar Sunday? I mean, judging by the way that Brian Ortega was dressed when I walked in here. He looked very, very Is that Tuxedo? And he, oh, he had the full, he had the whole, uh, yeah. he didn't um, want to keep it on during the show. I, I, I took know. it off. It's, it's a little, it's a little uncomfortable in this particular chair, oh, but, but yes, sorry it is, about that. it is the bow tie with the, with the jacket, the whole thing. I didn't put the vest on though. Like I did for Adele. I put the vest on and the shoes shine. What's the thing you put across your belly? What, Cumber, that's, that's yeah. cumberbund. That is a cumberbund. That yeah. snatch is uh, something else. <laughs> yeah, <there. laughs> something different. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, so um, that was a fun time. So I hope you guys, uh. <laughs> Enjoy Oscar Sunday, even though you guys will be watching probably oh, something say, more interesting. I will not be watching um, Oscar I'll Sunday. I'll find out yeah, the results right. when I see you next weekend. How about totally that? Totally good. <laughs> unless Sounds something stumbles across, right? Because yep. unless something comes across. We have something way more important happening today, which is Selection Sunday. That's right. See, okay. So Selection Sunday. That's yeah. what we're calling. And it's not Championship Sunday. I actually, I think it's very, what's the word I'm looking for here? Presumptuous, elitist. I hate these these conferences that have championship games on the Sunday. Yeah, I like agree. you know what I mean. Clear it out. Let's go. 
Like especially the American Conference playing the last game. Why are why is your conference right. the last conference to play? Exactly. And I mean, look, for the most part, like we're talking about Purdue and Penn State. That game's gonna tip off here in about like 20 minutes from now and 30 minutes. And neither team both should be safely in. So it's just determining who the champion is gonna be. So I guess it doesn't really matter too much. Purdue but one line, maybe. Yeah, but there's there's That's been really selection it. Sundays where teams are playing for something at the end. And that, well, VCU and Dayton here. Deceiving. This this team, the loser of this VCU Dayton game is is completely out, I think, of the tournament. So you do get these winner go home scenarios on selection Sunday, but I mean, listen, I, I didn't expect Penn State to be here. I, I graduated uh, from beautiful Happy Valley 2008, so I attended there from 2004 to 2008. In that time, zero Big Ten tournament titles, zero NCAA uh, tournament wins. I saw one tournament game. Mm-hmm. Rudy Fernandez uh, from Temple uh, hit a shot at the buzzer to send Penn State home in the 2011 tournament. So, yeah, I'll be honest. I don't really have a whole lot of care for this game. I'm more interested in next week. And I hope they save some bullets in the chamber for next week because uh, they're a big-time three-point shooting team. That'll be the great equalizer today. If they can make threes, they'll, they'll hang in that mm-hmm. game. Uh, we'll see how many they have left in the tank. They've already made a bunch of them this week. Yeah, yeah. that uh, Purdue first half playing against the fourth game. And, and actually, as we were talking about, so this is, this is the fourth game in four days for Penn State. But as we were doing the math, they actually ended their regular season last Sunday. So this is the fifth game in a week, essentially, we'll call it's it. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, this That's is. That's insane. It's an insane workload for kids. I get it. Like, AAU, they did it. But this thing, it's high-intensity basketball like this. It's pretty tough slate. So we will see if that ends up coming home. Purdue right now, seven-and-a-half-point favorite total of 135.5. Before we get to the teams that are going to be sweating out Selection Sunday, I did want to get your thoughts on the game that will tip off in about 12 minutes from now or so. Houston taking on Memphis. Um, and really, I don't know if you saw an update here. Is um, is Marcus Sasser done? Is he they playing here? They said probable, but I'm hearing that he w- went through warm-ups, and I-, I think it's very much in question. But I'm assuming at this stage we probably have a starting lineup. I did not see a starting lineup because we're 30 minutes out. Yep. Um, but I, I mean, if you're Houston, I, why would you play him? What? Why does the American Conference Championship mean Agreed. anything to you? You were a breath away from the Final Four last year. You went to the Final Four two years ago. And how about this? 60 seconds ago, Marcus Sasser not starting today. He is starting. Not starting today. I, yeah, it, this <laughs> makes so much sense. Yeah. And, and even though he was listed as probable, my guess is if this was the NCAA tournament, he would be playing. Right. Or if you needed to win to get in, he would be playing. So Absolutely. And, and, I, and that being said, I, I think Memphis is the play. I mean, they've been really hot in this tournament. I, I, I got him at six earlier this morning. You might be able to find six, although now Sasser out. My guess is it closes five. And this is a rivalry game. Memphis has lost mm-hmm. both games this year. This has become a very heated rivalry in the American Athletic Conference. But the Tigers have covered both games. So 0-2 straight up, 2-0 and against the spread, including that crazy game last week. Jamal Shedd hit a buzzer beater at Memphis. Again, the heat of this rivalry, I think, gives Houston – a little bit of motivation, but mm-hmm. at the end of the day, this game means way more to Memphis after losing twice during the regular season than it does to Houston because their sights, of course, set on next week. And I think Memphis peaking at the right time. They scored 175 points in two conference tournament games. They play a fast tempo. Houston likes to slow things down. If Memphis is able to dictate that tempo, five and a half, very good bet. I, I would even sprinkle the money line here because, again, how much does this game really mean to Houston? If, mm-hmm. let's say, they go down 10 early, are they going to want to expend that energy to try to come back? I would rather save it for next week because especially if Sasser's a little nicked up, it's going to be a lot more 
fluctuation with that lineup heading into what are the more important games. Again, the NCAA tournament starting next week. Yep, absolutely. And um, when you're talking about some ad added motivation, Kendrick Davis only got to play in one of the two games, and um, you would think that he's going to be pretty fired up to maybe get his team something here. As you mentioned, two really close contests. Last one, they had 67-65 one in which uh, Davis dropped 26 and ended up a losing effort. So uh, this one's crashing too, by the way, as you mentioned. It's five right now yeah. as it's starting to get even lower. Um, there's still a rogue six on the board. I would assume you go to bet that that thing's going to start to drop. So looks like it'll close five. We'll call it. We'll see. We still got a couple of minutes left and the total consensus right now, 135. So it is selection Sunday, as we talked about, and I kind of wanted to open today to talk about you know, some of the teams that, like I mentioned, right, might be a little sweaty today as we're kind of looking at this and what they might end up looking at in terms of the NCAA tournament. So I wanted to present this from Lenardi's standpoint first, the most well-known name when it comes to bracketology, and we could talk about some others. But looking around when it comes to the bracketology, the same names keep popping up. So for Joe Lenardi, the last four in for him, Mississippi State, Pitt, NC State, and Arizona State. The first four out, Oklahoma State, Clemson, uh, Nevada, and Vanderbilt. So this has been up to – when was the last time this was updated? Was this this morning? I'm looking yes, at this it was, right this now. This was this morning. Yeah, yeah, cool. All right, so this is updated as of this morning. So I'm, I'll say this. As you're kind of looking here, overall, I don't think there's really – like, if we're looking at the first four out, let's assume that this is one of the more accurate ones. Yeah. Who really has the case to push their way in, and who would you take out – if it's one of these teams in the last four in, I would I would say maybe it's an Arizona State, yeah, that, right, because they are the last one in essentially, and who you want to put in, maybe at Oklahoma State, given you want to I don't know, curve the grade a little bit because they play in the Big Twelve. Yeah, I I think Mississippi State because of again the conference they play in with the SEC mm -hmm. being up there, I think it d deserves that spot. Pittsburgh and NC State, you can make a case for both because they play in the worst. Con I mean, the ACC is behind the Mountain West, behind the Pac-12, behind. Yep the other conferences in terms of RPI this year. So I would certainly make a case um, to take one of those ACC teams out. Arizona State's had their moments this year. Of course, the win last week over Arizona. I mean, you take that win off the board. We were watching it uh, live here in the studio, uh, Femi and I, two weeks ago. It was a buzzer beater from, I want to say, over half court. Right. So you remove that game from the equation. And again, that game was about as fluky as it gets. I think the final was 89-88 or something like that. It, what does Arizona State's resume look like? So I, I think you can poke holes in all those teams. I'll be honest. You look at Pittsburgh, second best cover rate in the country this year, 22-10-1. Mm -hmm. I know gambling has absolutely nothing to do with the committee wanting to put teams in the NCAA tournament, but if you ask me a team that has played over their skis and certainly maybe worthy of the opportunity to show what they can do in the tournament, I would put the Pitt Panthers in that mix. Yeah, and, and I think, too, and this is why if we're talking about these teams and uh, I go back to, like, in Arizona, or maybe it's NC State, too, because we talk about a weak conference. But I think with when it comes to, like, Pitt, for example, 14 wins, or excuse me, when you're looking at it overall, when you're talking about, like, uh, well, how they performed at home, they were a good team. If you're talking about, like, the quad one and two wins, Arizona State has more, but they have a losing record there. Uh, it's it's really interesting how you're they're going to comb through this. But I, I really more, Jared, make it about these other teams that are on the first four out. Yeah. I just find a hard case to be made for any of them. I'm honestly surprised Leonardi still has Nevada sitting where they're at. In yeah. terms of being the first four out. I thought they were pretty much cooked and way out of the pack when it came to this. Yeah, and especially with 
the other teams on that list, they're all teams that at least have accomplished something. Right, right. Like, how is Vanderbilt not ahead of Nevada? 100%. Right? They just smacked Kentucky uh, two days ago. Multiple times, too, yeah, at the end of the regular yeah, season. Yeah, and, and again, the re- yeah, so I – and Nevada looked terrible in, in, in that conference tournament uh, earlier sitting, this week in Vegas. To so. brag, I was sitting courtside for that. I watched it. Like, they were – they, they, they did not look very good at all. There was listless. But I, I like the way that you kind of framed it because as much as it's hard to take one of those last four in – None of that matters if we can't make a case for one of the last four out to elevate their profile. So there's just, unlike prior years, where I think you can make more cases for teams that likely won't get in, and a lot of times you have these mid-majors that just, like like say like a college of Charleston, one of those teams, if Mm -hmm. they didn't win their conference tournament, 30 wins, and I'm not saying they would have been out. I don't know if they would have been in or out, but that would have been the gripe. Oh, they won 30 games this year. They're, they're a great team. They just haven't had the chance to prove it at the highest level. Give them the chance. None of the teams that we're talking about are in that mix. They're all relatively high major conference teams, Mountain mm-hmm. West being the one that's the fluctuator. But they're all teams that have had ups and downs this year, and it's hard to make a case in either direction I think the committee is going to have a pretty tough job to uh, figure this yeah. out. Yeah, I'll, I'll say that I think if I'm making of the last four in, if there's one, if I made a favorite to get knocked out, I go NC State. I think and there's always a surprise too. Yeah, like for isn't sure. there? Isn't like I know Lenardi's track record, and there's a lot of great bracketologists out there that are good at this. There's always like one outlier team that we're not thinking of that kind of oh. jumps the field. Yep. Who knows who it's going to be? It'll be fun to react to it live on the air, though. Yes, I oh. have never been on the air live during a no, March Madness selection it, show, so. It, it, Fantastic. It's going to be unique. All right. Uh, speaking of, we have a great uh, slate of content here after Selection Sunday's show is all over here on the network. Vinny Maiulo is going to join us in studio when we come back at his, uh, as it is the day. And there he is right there. We'll get his perspective on how today's going to go. We got a little insight on it yesterday. Uh, but now that we're kind of getting a clearer picture of what this is going to look like, how they're going to set these lines and how they react to it, and just the little things that they're going to be doing back there. Because it's probably, I would say, is it a stressful day for Vinny? Probably say so. Want to get I bet these he's going to get some pretty sharp action right out of the game, yep, too. And they usually bite into him pretty and, fast. And that's the thing, too. All yeah. right, we'll find out that from Vinny Mayula when we return here on Live Bet Sunday. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. 
Visit slack.com to get started. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Live Bet Sunday on VSAN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com. Check the current betting splits data. You want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? Betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes. You can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public's betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits another way. vcin's here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vcin.com. It is Selection Sunday. We're going to have a, a plethora, a glut of content, if you will, coming up later today, starting at 4 p.m. Pacific time. At 3 p.m. Pacific time is when Selection Sunday begins, and all the tournament teams will be selected. Vinny Mayulo is here with us. They will be watching that, as we will be here live on the air. But first off, so what's today like? You like you chilling out here early? Like, is this like a pregame thing where you're kind of loosening up? Do you go take a nap? Uh, who was the old <laughs> NFL player that used to smoke a cigarette that make himself throw up before he would go play games? Is that you? No, uh, what are you doing? Me. I think no. it might have been uh, Jimmy Vaccaro. Okay. Yeah, but, there you go. But he's sucking down a dart real quick and then <laughs> sucking ready. down a dart. You got the, you're talking about the great picture of Lenny Dawson, right on the yeah, yeah, right on yeah, the yeah, sideline yeah, yeah. next to the. Uh, um, imagine a player today just light up a heater before he runs out, flicks it out. Well, how about what Mark Sanchez eating a hot dog? That was yeah. fairly recent. Yeah, good Guzzling stuff. the glizzy. There good you stuff. Go. Well, boys, yeah, we'll have a couple of dogs today for sure, JVT. And your honor, actually, because we still have your poster back yeah, there. Yeah, somebody we'll, pointed we'll, that out. We'll, we'll, yeah. we, we will be making the numbers. I still got uh, mine, too. Today. Um, so, uh, but, you know, guys, it's, it's at, at this point, uh, it's just a little bit about maybe fine-tuning some uh, some some power rating. You know, it's all it's all set, right? I mean, we're, and, and we don't get caught up in all the, you know, uh, last four in, first four out type of stuff. Um not to trivialize it, but it, to, to us, it's and we oftentimes talk about it, right, guys? Just like the uh, the Final Four for uh, uh, college football, the playoff. Just give us the matchups. Yeah. You know, let's make the numbers um, and in, and let the the betters have at it. So that's. But I, I will say this, you know, as a follow up, I mentioned to you off air, JVT, did go back and still look at a few things yesterday, particularly with that uh, San Diego State Utah State game. You know what? Um, give a, giving uh, uh, the Mountain West a little, certainly more credit. Uh, you, I, will they get three in? I don't know. Um, I know that. Uh, I guess uh, uh, Joe Lenardi's got uh, Nevada uh, as first four. I've, I've actually, you know, it, I'm a, based on that. Does he have Boise in? I don't know. I'm not so sure if the Mountain West gets 
gets all three in. Uh, but I would make it, it a favorite. It wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me yeah. if if that's the case, right? And then that would mean somebody probably out of the ACC yeah. that is on that bubble, you know, mm-hmm. probably gets bounced. So um, again, nothing. Uh, nothing that really uh, surprises us at, at this point. And um, what we'll do is. We'll be back there today. Uh, Chris Andrews, uh, Jimmy Vaccaro, uh, a gentleman by the name of uh, Tony Sinisi, uh, who used to be with Las Vegas Sports Consultants, Roxy Roxborough's company. Uh, we'll be making uh, we'll be making numbers as soon as the pairings come out. We'll have the numbers ready. Here, here's what we're going to rely on. It's always the the infrastructure type stuff, right? The technical aspect yeah. of it. So um, the folks at Don Best, I'm sure, are working real hard to get the teams put in to their system. So what happens is our computer system, for the folks listening out there, um, we import them uh, into our system so that the rotation numbers, everybody has the same rotation numbers. And again, folks uh, uh, who may have heard that for the first time, the rotation numbers are the numbers to the left of the teams. Man. So it's a that the minutia part of it is is actually going to take longer than it is to make the numbers on the games. That you know, doesn't sp- surprise me. You know what's funny is because we, we got to focus on, but I'm just thinking you're talking about rotation numbers. Those are going to be a thing of the past. Like they probably already are. You can bet desktop online. You can just control F, find yeah. what you want, bet it. Yeah. But to your point, like there I would say a about ninety percent of the sports yeah. books outside of this yes. operation yeah. do not use rotation numbers. Well. It, it it depends right on where you. I mean, especially uh, uh, you know, mobile and things like that. Yeah. But from when it, you're at the counter, you know, and it, it it's got to change too, guys, uh, at some point too. Because when you look at some of the rotation numbers and some of the betting systems that are out there, they look like a phone number. I mean, it's like, yeah. and I'm talking long the extra distance, games too. you know. So, um, it's seven eight zero one. It's there a, you go. yeah. I mean, it's so. But that's the part that really it takes. A little bit of time, and again, it's not knocking them. They're going to do their best over there, and as soon as uh, they get those in there, we'll uh, we'll p- apply the numbers to them, and folks will be here uh, at the counter, and you know, betting, you know, five, ten, whatever, uh, a thousand, and whatever they want to fire it. You know. Historically speaking, it's instantaneous for you. You have people lined up waiting to get into these numbers. Yeah, or is there a little bit of, let's say, a dead period, 10, 15, 20 minutes for people to digest, or is it right No, away? and I think one, one of the things that we're doing right now is getting the word out there, re, you know, reaffirming and, and confirming the fact that, yes, we're going to have the numbers up right away, and professional bettors uh, are out there. They're making their numbers, too. Yeah. And what they're, like, like everything else in this process, um, they will compare their numbers to what we post, and then uh, they'll, uh, if there's a, a difference in their mind, they'll they'll make their plays. And you want you want that information. You want uh, you, you want that business. And now for the for the folks that are here today, let's say, um, you know, your, your casual fans, uh, they're going to pay attention to how the numbers are moving. They may not be able to be here next week. We'll have a lot of locals in. You know, we we do a lot of local business here at South Point, so the locals will be involved as well. So it it'll be uh, it'll be that flurry right at the beginning for sure. How much do you so you guys set numbers? You guys get bets. How much do you tweak your futures after a day like today when the paths are finally set? Great and you question. can see that, like, hey, let's use Duke again for an example. Yeah. They just happen to land in Greensboro. Yeah, they yeah, just yeah. happen to get the team that was missing their best player in the yeah. second round. You know what I mean? So yeah. How much do you tweak your futures after good, you see these brackets? Good point, JBT. Uh, actually, uh, probably take the futures down for a bit just, uh, just to say time out because you want to get the numbers up, right, for the games. Then, I mean, years ago, what we did was do the futures first, and then, uh, and, and then, you know, put yeah. the put the numbers. This I'm talking about 30 years ago, but the, the on thing, the grease board, huh? uh, uh, yeah, the grease board. Uh, I'm pre, you know, post chalk, but I do remember some chalk episodes. 
Uh, by the way, um, that's where the term chalk in terms of the favorite came from. Right. If you look at that picture of uh, the legendary uh, Jackie gone uh, that uh, is right next to the counter here at the store, that, that's, that is chalk, folks, for sure. <laughs> that's um, an awesome story. I didn't know that. Um, but so, so uh, you know, uh, now you're better off taking uh, holding up on the futures, guys, because you want to also you, – you've got the futures f- overall – but you've also got the regional futures that you want to do, yes. right? And then uh, so get the numbers up and then see how, the, how they're, they're betting the games and then evaluate, okay, let's look at these. Let's look at the path and things like that uh, you know, and how that path uh, was impacted by the, uh, the numbers uh, that uh, folks bet into on the, on the openers. You going to jump onto the props craze with these college basketball games? I know well, during the regular season stuff, but now it's a little more condensed here in, I, in the tournament. Yeah, I think prop-wise what we'll do is some index props. Okay. So I mentioned the uh, uh, the regions, obviously, uh, in terms Sweet of futures. 16, but what we'll do like is, uh, you know, to win it by conference, uh, okay. uh, to win it by region, do a little in- index there. Chris Andrews and I are working on a – uh, the groupings we're, we've done for college football and uh, college basketball over the years, you will put groups of teams together outside of uh, what you know nice. uh, what we see in terms of uh, the regions, and uh, you see if uh, uh, you know folks uh, have a ch- an opportunity to wager on that. So as far as individual plot props, when we put them up, you probably maybe post Sweet Sixteen, maybe Elite, definitely Final Four yeah. and, and the championship game because. There's so much more of a betting menu, you know, before that, that the individual player. Plus, you know, there's some significant injuries, too, that we're going to have to be mindful of oh, as, yeah. as well. Will this process be like when you guys unveil your games of the year? Like, will you get, like, hey, bet two. If if, player, if people are coming yeah. in bet limits, with, hey, bet two, get back in line. Great question. Um, yeah, yeah, bet, I think it's a three. You know, okay. Because you want to be fair, right, and, yeah. and give uh, people an opportunity to bet into into the openers, and that's always the fairest way uh, to, to do it. So uh, you can't just lock up one, one window for one person, and one person gets a shot. And the betters know that, and they respect that, and, and oftentimes you'll see them – you know, talking about which which games they're going to play and which games they're going to hit, or they'll they'll see it and then they'll they'll move on from there. Interesting. So here's my question, really quick. Ninety seconds left of any. Let's say it, we'll make up a matchup. Let's say it is I don't know Rutgers versus I don't know, Kansas State. Okay. And let's say you guys want to put up Rutgers uh, again. Don't know this. Oh well. Okay. Say Kansas State minus five is what you guys come to. Then you see on the market it opens Kansas State minus three somewhere else. Do you adjust any at all, or do you just throw up five? And you're well, ready to the go? first thing that we'll do is again, there's going to be four of us making numbers, yeah. right? And then you know, uh, you know, again, ego. You have to put your ego aside. Hey, that's my number. No, listen, what, listen, what, what is it? What's and then Chris will say, okay, here's a consensus. We'll put it up. But, but what if our number's the first one up? Yeah, right. Y- y- you know what I'm saying, JBT. So um, again, if we've got a five and somebody's got a three, well, what was up first? Was it the five? Mm-hmm. Uh, or was it the three? If I see a three is up before us, then we could say, well, you know, maybe that maybe that number is going to come to us too. Right. Here's the thing: as 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 an odds maker and as a bookmaker, you want to have confidence in your numbers, and as a better, you want to bet with conviction, right? So, uh, but again, you'll you, and in a case like that, if there's a two point difference, you'll probably see maybe the three go up, uh, yeah, and then the five the come down, and maybe it settles in at four. But again, it's the first day. You have to remember this too. You know, eighty-five percent of the handle is going to be done uh, starting on Wednesday night. Yeah. So, 
They'll move. They'll move fast and furious for sure. Vinny, appreciate it. Get as some always, caffeine, man. bud. Maybe uh, a nap. You're going to be on uh, our coverage a little bit later yeah, today, too? We'll, yep. uh, yeah, we'll, we'll jump back on uh, this afternoon. Or, uh, Jimmy will be here. And then tonight, uh, after the numbers go up, uh, uh, Chris Andrews and I will pop in nice. for yep. sure. All right, we'll talk about more of that when we come back. Tim Murray is going to join us as well here on Live Bet Sunday. Sunday on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. Become a VSEN Pro subscriber, and of course, you get everything we have to offer. But you also got to check out, I don't know, this bracket betting guy that we got coming up. Whether you're filling out a bracket betting against the spread, our team's here to get you ready for every game and every round of the tournament for only 19 bucks. Our VSEN Pro subscribers get unlimited access to our daily best bets, tools like our exclusive betting splits, and our big dance bracket and betting guides. Check them all out. You get insights from experts like Brett Musburger and the guy who's about to join us momentarily, Tim Murray. Sign up today. Get the betting guides plus full access to VSEN through the end of the tournament for only 19 bucks at VSEN.com slash subscribe. Coming up after us here on Live Bet Sunday, we get a special edition of uh, a lot of our boys here. Betting the bracket's going to be live. Matt Humans, Tim Murray, Adam Burke are going to be uh, here, uh, well, here on VSIN. They're going to be out of Circa. Talking everything when it comes to Selection Sunday and the brackets that, of course, will be set. Tim is with us now. Tim, it's good to talk to you, buddy. I, I Actually, this is what we wanted to start with. We were kind of throwing this around at the start of the show. There are some teams who are going to be sitting around and sweating out the you know Selection Sunday show. But am I right in kind of thinking that this seems like a somewhat drama-less selection Sunday? Like, there's not, like, a ton of teams, right, that were sitting around waiting for, like, oh, man, they're precariously on the bubble and they might get knocked out here. It feels like selections aren't easy, but that there's some teams you kind of understand their resumes and where they fall. Yeah, it feels like no teams really help themselves out. I mean, you look yeah. at North Carolina, I feel like they probably could have played themselves in, and they didn't do it uh, in the ACC tournament. You look at Clemson. Uh, the the really interesting one to me is is a team like Rutgers. Uh, are they going to find themselves in? Um, so I think there's a little drama, like there always is. But I don't know, guys. I mean, there are so many opportunities, and considering you know there were no bid stealers this year, which would have been if Florida Atlantic lost last night, or uh, really that's it, because uh, College of Charleston wouldn't have been one of them. The mid majors have always kind of you know, had to scratch and claw to get their way. These are all power five, power six teams. If, if you can't get in uh, with the countless opportunities uh, that you've had, I, I, I don't really have much sympathy for you. So, yeah, I don't I don't think it is uh, a very drama filled, uh, you know, and, you know, selection Sunday for for the 11 and 12 seats. Yeah, it feels like the top of the tournament, maybe let's say the top 10 or 15 teams, there is some drama. You've got UCLA with injuries. You've got mm -hmm. Houston with the injury yesterday. You have the situation surrounding Bill Self and, of course, Alabama with with, with Miller. It, how are you viewing those top-tier teams differently? Because, again, parity is kind of the, the word of the season in college basketball. All of those teams, despite those injuries, despite those distractions, they're all national title contenders. So where do you rank the top of the field? What are your four one seeds right now as we kind of head to uh, Selection Sunday here in a few hours? Yeah, I think the four one seeds is pretty much locked up um, outside of what, you know, what Bill Walton was trying to tell us late last <laughs> night. Uh, it's going to be Alabama. It's going to be Kansas, Houston, and Purdue. I think that's pretty safe. Now, where will those teams ultimately go? Uh, that could be a different question. I think Alabama just finishing up Texas A&M in the fashion that they did. I think they've got a pretty good shot at being the number one overall seed. 
Um, you know, the, the team that fascinates me guys the most is UCLA because look, I had Arizona last night, you know, a no sweat winner, by the way, easy peasy yeah, right. on that one. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I think UCLA watching that game without two of their starters and the way they battled and knowing that this is a team that, you know, made the magical run two years ago to the final four and was right there against Gonzaga needed a Jalen Suggs half court shot to win the game. I think this UCLA team, if they can get healthy, and that's a massive if, I, I, I like their chances to win it all. However, you know, the Jaden Clark injury is just enormous, and we'll see what we find out this week. And, you know, maybe if they can get out of the first weekend, which, look, they'll be a two seed. They should be, you know, favored relatively comfortably in both of those spots to get out of that. But, you know, come the second weekend, uh, what will their health look like? So, yeah, it, it's really interesting when you look at now this Houston situation as they're playing right now with Marcus Sasser. I mean, this is a team that made mm -hmm. the Elite Eight last year but had a ton of injuries. And this year they've been relatively unscathed with the injury bug. But now this Marcus Sasser injury, uh, this is one that we certainly have to monitor here uh, with the Cougars moving forward. Yeah, and it's – yeah, I'm not going to read this one. There is somebody who is saying they work for a Houston area media outlet, we'll say, that uh, on Twitter said that Sasser's actually available and went through shoot around at full speed. He I did, did hear not... probable. Yeah, I did hear and, that. Somewhere. And he didn't start, so maybe they're just doing like Tim Why to your would point. You start him. That's though, the thing, right? Like, there's nothing really at stake here, so maybe you don't have to put him out there. Right now, it is 13 9, and Jared's about to tune out here because Penn yeah, State's no, got a 2 nothing I'm lead. I'm sorry, guys. The rest of the, uh, this segment, I'm, I'm taking off. So you guys can started. handle your, your business over here. All right, so, Tim, let me ask you this because we were going to discuss some of these teams that are right in really good form uh, coming out of their conference tournament. It's, it's, it's hard not to look at a team like Duke and really be impressed with the way that mm -hmm. they ended the regular season. I was asking Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds this on Friday night when I was out with them, and I'll ask you the same question. How, how legitimate is this turnaround and this run from Duke? How dangerous are the Blue Devils as we enter the NCAA tournament? I think they are dangerous. I think the, the hesitation I have with Duke is, look, we know how they recruit, and they recruit at the elitist level in the country year after year. And this turnaround is really impressive, and, and the way they ran through the conference tournament beating Pittsburgh, Miami, and then UVA last night in the fashion that they did absolutely deserves a ton of credit. The The holdup I have is this is the worst ACC maybe ever. I mean, yeah. this is, per Ken Palm, the seventh best conference in the country, you know, below your beloved Mountain West. Um, you know, so, I keep, by the way, I'm gonna, don't interrupt you. People keep throwing this qualifier at me like, yeah, the, the Mountain, they're even below the Mountain West. Like, yeah, the Mountain West is a good conference. All right, let's just. I, I, I'm not, I look, and I love the Mountain West. I love betting on the Mountain West. And, you know, the Utah State, San Diego State game was was a, a ton of fun to watch. Yeah. And you know, I'm hoping this year that we can actually get a run from a Mountain West team yeah. here. But, you know, this isn't, you know, the the old ACC where you had three teams in the final four type. So, you know, we'll see. But I think they do deserve a lot of credit, JVT, to your point. And, uh, you know, they're getting hot at the right time. I tweeted something out where, you know, you go to uh, Bart Torvik, which is uh, one of the analytical websites, and you can kind of put in different dates and see how teams are playing. So, you know, when you're going to attack your bracket, look, Ken Palm and, and so many of these sites are phenomenal resources. but also, take a look at, you know, dates, you know, put in, you know, February 11th, the last month or January 23rd, the last, you know, six weeks. See how these teams have been playing, because you might be surprised because a team that, you know, I thought 
was a little maybe over their skis as of lately when it came to their ranking was Marquette. And then they go to Madison Square Garden and they win that semifinal against UConn as a dog. And then they thump Xavier. And if you look at some of the advanced numbers, they've actually been playing really good defense, which would surprise some folks because this is thought to be a offensive driven, really no defense type team. They're top 30 in defensive efficiency the past like six, seven weeks. So, you know, Marquette's another team who's probably going to be on the two line that, you know, depending on their draw is absolutely capable of making a run to the final four. I'll give you another one of those teams. And I agree with you. I think the recent form now is way, I don't care what these teams did in November, December, especially younger teams like Duke. That's got a bunch of freshmen. They're a completely different team now than they were uh, during the early parts of the season. And another team that we've discussed, I know you had a future on them to win the West coast conference is Gonzaga. If you take Torvik's numbers and you backdate it about a month, let's say Valentine's Day, they have the number one offense in the country, uh, according to Torvik's efficiency rating. So that's a team no one's talking about Gonzaga this year. The one year in the last, let's say, five seasons, nobody's talking about Gonzaga. I, I think that could be a very intriguing team in a field that, let's be honest, there is some opportunity for one of these teams to kind of reach up and, and, and stay hot. I think Gonzaga is one of those teams. I'll take it a step further, Jared. January 21st. Gonzaga is the best team in the country, just flat out, Wow! Uh, based off of some of those numbers. So, you know, they have emerged. Yes, I get it. Well, who have they played? Okay, fine. You know, <laughs> they, they still have made it to a national championship twice in the last five years. So, you know, this is a team that hasn't lost a first-round NCAA tournament game since, you know, I think 07. I mean, the, the sustained success that they've had has been really impressive. Last year, they lose to Arkansas in the Sweet 16. So, look, like everything, we'll get the bracket tonight. We'll look at the matchups. But, you know, you have to come away impressed by the way that they played down the stretch. A revenge spot on the road against Loyola Marymount. Who would have possibly bet Loyola Marymount in that spot? I mean, only dummies would do that. <laughs> Fighting Camp uh, Shelton's. 40-point victory. Uh, the St. Mary's revenge factor at the kennel. Domination. Mm -hmm. And then St. Mary's looked scared on Tuesday night at yeah. the Orleans, guys. They looked shook, and Gonzaga just th thumped them. So, yeah, I mean, you're looking at a three-line for Gonzaga. We'll see what the draw is, and uh, certainly could see Mark Few's squad making a run. Man, I'm just going to take up for all the West Coast Conferences, including the West Coast Conference. If you're saying who have they played, watch the West Coast Conference basketball. Just barely behind the ACC. All right, when it comes to Ken Palm rankings. Uh, all right, buddy. Hey, it's going to talk to you. 30 seconds really quickly. Give me a mid-major team that is going to make some noise in the NCAA tournament. Oh, wow. Drake. Drake yeah. is really, really good, man. Uh, this is a team out of Missouri Valley Conference. Going to be a 12 seed. Uh, if they get an Iowa State, someone like that in the first round, yeah, watch out. I think Drake could be a sweet 16. Love All it. right, check out Tim later today. Of course, part of betting the bracket coverage is going to come up after us here on Live at Sunday. Good to talk to you, buddy. Thank you. All right, see you guys. All right, Tim Murray again. One Tim Murray up on Twitter, part of our betting the bracket. He'll be with humans and Adam Burke coming up in about three hours from now. We get to uh, a lot of updates. We've got games going on, including the one that Jared and I have been watching and a little bit more on some of these teams that could make a run. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 
21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Live Bet Sunday on VSAN, the sports betting network. BetMGM is offering basketball fans a chance at winning big, really, really big. The BetMGM March Madness matchups, $10 million perfect bracket challenge is free to play, and it's only at the King of Sportsbooks. Pick a perfect bracket, that's all you got to do, and you'll be the legend that takes home the $10 million grand prize. Fall a little short, the player with the most correct picks for the entire tournament wins a guaranteed top prize of $100,000. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Colorado, Washington, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona, 1-800-522-4700 in Kansas and Nevada, 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. Contest not available in Mississippi, Nevada, and New York. All right, let's get a uh, update on what is happening in the Big Ten Championship. We are underway. We're about seven minutes into the first half. And uh, low-scoring affair so far and uh, kind of rock fight-ish. Yeah. Nine-six, make Very it 11 rock six. Very rock fight-ish. Um, Penn State doesn't have a whole lot of, I would say, petrol. And Purdue is just kind of slogging their way through the first half. I think if you played this game the first day of the tournament – I think it would play out very differently. But yes. because of the styles that these two teams play, Penn State is so reliant on the three 
And if they don't have their legs, the threes are not going to fall. And so far, they are not falling. And Purdue is just not an explosive offensive team like they've been in prior years. They rely a lot on Zach. They're kind of like say, the definition of a running on, team you, uh, in the you NFL. Rely on a, what's it called? When you're relying on a seven-footer and yeah. post-ups who can lo- like loaf up and down the floor, you're not yeah. going to be explosive. Huh? No, and it, they remind me of, again, like the Baltimore Ravens rushing offense with Lamar Jackson. Like, yes, they have the great player that can make a, a, you know get a bucket at any point. But they're just they're not a team that's going to throw the 70-yard bomb down the field. They're mm-hmm. just a very slog team. And this has not been a good matchup for Penn State. They lost by double digits in both games. They got absolutely hammered uh, in West Lafayette. So I, I just don't know if they have, just like Ohio State yesterday, I could see Purdue taking an early lead, 8 to 10 into the half, and then just wearing down the Nittany Lions in the second half. And then eventually, you know, winning by double digits. It's just, I, I didn't have a good feeling heading into this game. But to be fair, I didn't have a good feeling heading into yesterday's game against Indiana. I thought that was the point where the run would end. And, and I mean, they always blew a very it. tough team. Hey, listen, th- this <laughs> is a very, this is a very interesting team when we get to next week and we don't know oh. where they're seated. Yeah. But I agree. I mean, you know, Pickett is one of those guys that can get you a bucket at any time booty ball. Right. Mm-hmm. But because of how they shoot the three now, it could go the other way, live by the three, die by the three. And we've seen teams be on both ends of that spectrum, have success, and of course be burned by that uh, style of play in the NCAA tournament. But glass half full, well-coached team, all-star player and picket, good three-point shooters around them. That's kind of the recipe for an 8-9 beating a one in the second round. Mm Kind of like what we saw with TCU last year against Arizona, almost getting over that hump. So, I could see this being a very intriguing team next week, but I don't have very good feelings about it. Yeah, no, I, I would agree with uh, everything you're talking about. I, I like teams that are constructed like Penn State when you get to the NCAA tournament. And, um, like, you know, we've seen the flaws from Purdue. Like, big picture, yeah. I, I don't think I'm rushing to really back Purdue as we get into this NCAA tournament 100% format. 100% agree. When, like, on a, on a game-to-game basis, you're facing so many different types of teams. Like They're going to be very overvalued, yep. too. Oh, they're going to yeah. be a big favorite because they'll be on the one line, and I don't think they're worth Like, they're, they play – such a slower style, unlike Alabama. They play Big Ten basketball. They don't yeah. want it. They don't care about creating margin. Right. They just want to pound you to submission and tough to cover big numbers. When Post you them up way. and get some hook shots. Let's go. go. Come on. Uh, okay. So I wanted to do this little exercise and get your thoughts because they, as I said to Tim, you know, there's a lot of teams that head into the NCAA tournament coming off of some conference championships that look like they're in pretty good form. And as I said with Tim as well, I wanted to start this here with you. So I, I like I find it really hard to ignore what Duke has done here down the stretch, and I get it. If you want to wait, you know the success of what Duke has done with the ACC and how bad it has looked, I totally understand. But when you're talking about, as Tim pointed out, Jared, when you talk about the improvements defensively for Duke and the way that they've been playing so far, like I find it really hard to look past this Blue Devil team as we head into the NCAA tournament. Higher seed, it's going to have a favorable path at least to start. Am I wrong in thinking, and I did, let me see, I got them, I just bet them at 40, you know, let me see, 33 to 1 to win the NCAA tournament. I like the way that this team is going in form-wise as we head to the NCAA tournament. Yeah, Filipowski obviously being the guy, MVP of the ACC tournament, uh, seven-foot freshman, not playing like a freshman anymore. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where you look at this team, again, how they're constructed. You have arguably the most difficult situation in maybe the history of college basketball going from Mike Krzyzewski to John Shire. I mean, talk about big shoes to fill and he's done an admirable job, a little bit of a slow start. They've come on late and you get this opportunity now to showcase yourself on the big stage because 
that's how good coaches are graded. As much as, you know, I'm, I'm sure Duke wanted to win the ACC, they'd much, much rather make a run this week. And they do have a holdover, you know, Jeremy Roach, the, mm-hmm. the experienced guard from last year's Final Four team. And I think that is going to be the, the engine, the heartbeat of, of what Duke wants to accomplish. So I'd put them in, in, in that category. Here's another team I'll put in that category. I'll, I'll throw Texas in there. Yeah. I, I, and we talked about it over the last two weeks. The team that wins the Big 12 tournament because of how difficult that conference has been all year, the team that feels accomplished and has the ability to win that conference, this tournament, I think carries a little extra moxie with them into this week. And Rodney Terry, I mean, talk about a difficult situation to step into uh, for, you know, Coach Beard there. And, and he's done an admirable job in Texas's defense, top five in Torvik's adjusted rankings over the last month. So they're playing really good defensively. They've got some guys that can get up and down and score. And similar to Duke, trending up and peaking at the right time. Now, yep. odds are one of these teams is going to fall flat. But I think if you ask me, is there a team maybe that's outside the top five, not on the one line, that has a chance to make a Final Four, Duke, and I, I'd say Texas as well. Yeah, Texas uh, heading into the NCAA tournament, four consecutive wins, two of them over Kansas. I guess, is it fair to question the two times you faced Kansas, they were in non-motivational yes. spots, which they didn't really have anything to play for? Yes, 100% fair to question that. But then you look at the rest of their schedule, and yeah. they played just a bunch of re- – I mean, Oh, look, TCU is a lot of people's win, darling. and The win know. over TCU the prior day, I think, and that, was That was comfortable. It was only a six-point win. But, like, watching that game, Very they just kind of kept them to use that for, like, yeah. at arm's length the entire time. We're never really in danger of blowing that thing. Yeah, and, again, they've, had the, they've shown the ability to beat all of the teams in their league. And that's tough to do. You know, they beat TCU earlier in the year, beat West Virginia on the road. I know it's not a great win, but winning on the road in the Big 12 is, bit, is really tough to do. Um, they also beat Kansas State on the road. Mm-hmm. And, again, the road games, you've seen – we talked about it all year, the home unranked favorites – it's hard to go on the road in any conference, especially the Big 12. They've shown you that they can do it. And then in a neutral site in Kansas City, right? That's where Kansas City, right? That's where yeah. I think so. Mm-hmm. You know, that's yeah, not, Kansas City, Missouri. That yeah. is not a favorable crowd mm-hmm. for Texas in a game against Kansas. Um, and I think they showed you the ability to streak and to run away from teams. So, listen, the, the motivational spot, you're right, for Kansas wasn't great. But I, I still think the team that comes away with that tournament title, and that is Texas, with an experienced back car and car and and and, and Serge Barry Rice, I think they're a team that needs to be taken very seriously. The, uh, I would also say that if you're a team that has won, I don't know, 14 out of 15 games, you should probably be taken very seriously too. Yes. So what do we do with Marquette? Because Marquette rolls through the Big East as well, and um, you know, outside of the game against Connecticut, handles Xavier with, with the ease in that final in the Big East. Uh, it's it's hard not to be impressed with Marquette in the way that they've played. They can be a little bit more of an up-tempo team as well. We know that uh, I think defensively in conference play, those metrics have not really panned out very well no. for Marquette. But for the most part, like this is an electric offensive team that I think has at least, when you're talking about the ability to defend in key situations, has a guy that can at least draw up some, some defensive plays and clutch buckets that I think you're going to be comfortable with. But I feel like I haven't heard a lot about Marquette in terms no. of being like one of those outside looking in contenders. It's really a shame because they've got the biggest player of the year in Tyler Kolek. Yeah. So they certainly deserve flowers. Um, and I think Shaka Smart's a great coach. He's better as an underdog. We've talked about that right. trend. It's a fantastic trend. I think it's somewhere in the 60, 65% range throughout the course of Shaka's career when he is an underdog. They're not going to be an underdog early in this tournament. Um, it looks like, as Tim Murray just said, and it looks like the bracketologist two, three line for Marquette. So you're going to get a tough game in the second round. And I'm, I'm curious to see who the six eleven or the, or the seven ten matchup is in Marquette's bracket. 
because defensively, that's where they've struggled. And when you mm-hmm. look at profiles of teams that win and go to the Final Four, it's defense that tends to matter a little bit more. They were middle of the pack in the Big East this year, but on the offensive side, they, they, they check every box. They make a lot of threes. They don't turn it over. And they run a tempo that's not overly fast, but they can get up and down. They're kind of in the mid, I would say, outside the top 100, right in that 135 range um, in adjusted tempo this year. And that's about what the average tempo is of a Final Four team over the last two decades. So other than just a little bit of a lax defensively, but Mm -hmm. playing better this week. So maybe that's changing a little bit. All right, don't look now. Penn State had their 9-2 run ruined by a three from Purdue, but it's a 20-15 to game now. 7.32 left to go in the first. So uh, we will, of course, be watching this. I've got uh, Purdue minus four for the first half, and Jared just has love on the line with uh, Penn State <laughs> and the Nittany Lions taking on the Boilermakers. Our second Heart hour, first hustle. hour, man, it flew by. Second hour live that Saturday on the way. Sunday, Sunday. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.